0: You are listening to the Impact Church Podcast. To learn more about Impact Church, visit us online at impactharlem.org. You can also check us out on social media. This morning, what I want to do is kind of to change gears a little bit because I think a lot of times it's really easy for us to love people that are in our groups. It's it's easy for us to to take that step of, of faith and commitment to love people when they're in our life group or when they're in our church or when they're just kind of in our group of friends. But what I want to look at this morning is what it looks like and what Jesus says about loving our enemies and how we can truly begin to learn to love the people that we would never think that we could love, the people that we could never think that we should love, the people that we think don't deserve that love. And if we're honest this morning, there's someone in our life that has been or is right now being mean to us. There's someone in our life that wishes harm on us. There's someone in our life that talks down to us. There's someone in our life who has bad thoughts about us. There's someone in our life who says bad things about us. There's someone in our life who we just don't think that we should give any time and energy, and effort into loving. And Valentine's Day is approaching, and, and that's, that's next Sunday, so I hope that you couples come and celebrate each other together as you celebrate Jesus next Sunday on Valentine's Day. But I was thinking about before I got married and the single life, and I was one of those people that I would not have a girlfriend on a, on a holiday where you had to give a gift. Like that was just something that you shouldn't do. And between Christmas and Valentine's Day, I wanted to be like single, single, extra single. I didn't want to give gifts for Christmas. I didn't want to give gifts for the new year or Valentine's Day or whatever it was. I tried to be single and I made some enemies because of that. And if we're going to be honest, usually people consider their ex their enemy. I mean, that's just how it goes if we're going to be honest. And that's, that's kind, of, that kind of leads us to, to next week and what we're going to talk about. But I just wanted you to, to know what kind of person I was. That's how I was before I got married. I wanted to be single during gift holidays. And still sometimes I, I kind of want to be single during gift holidays now because I don't want to buy gifts. But man, what I, what I want to do this morning is I want to look at those people in our life that we just don't think deserve our love. Those people that are mean and hateful to us. The people that don't want us to succeed, they always want to see us fail. They're waiting for us to take a false step. And those are the people that Jesus says that we are to love. And it's the same kind of love that we talked about last week. A love that is a choice that we make. Now, what I don't want you to think this morning is that when someone is hateful to you, when someone is mean to you, when someone is really your enemy, that you're going to feel some kind of romantic, brotherly love for them on the inside. Because that's not going to happen. What Jesus tells us to do is to make a choice to love them. And it has to be a, a mental, spiritual choice to truly show love to people that are against us. And we're going to look at Luke chapter 6, when Jesus was talking to uh, the disciples and a multitude of people, and he also pretty much gave the same sermon, the same message in Matthew, which is we see in the Sermon on the Mount. And what this sermon in Luke is, is referred to as the Sermon on the Plain. And it's it's similar, it's a a little different, but I want to look at Luke Chapter 6, we're going to begin in verse 27. And what, what Jesus was doing, he has just called his disciples to follow him. And he's telling them what life is going to be like, and then the way that they should live and behave as Jesus followers. I mean, I think that's important for us. If we're Jesus followers, we should want to know what Jesus said about following after him. And that's what he's doing here. And we're going to start in verse 27, but a few verses before this, Jesus says, hey, I want you to know that people are going to hate you because you follow me. People are going to despise you because you're a Jesus follower. People are going to be mean to you. People are going to throw things at you. People are not going to like you at all because you follow me. And then he says this in verse 27. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. To one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you, and from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. Verse 31, and as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. God, I pray that you speak through your spirit. God, we honor and we glorify you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Name. So what I want to do is we see easily here that Jesus commands us to love our enemy. That's, that's easy to see in this passage. And what I did not want to do is I didn't want to create some fancy points for you that, to tell you how to do this because Jesus literally spells it out for us in this passage. He gives us the points. So I just want to break this down. And number one, he says this, do good to those who hate you. Do good to those who hate you. So in other words, he's saying, hey, this is actions. I want you to do something. I want you to do good. I want you to treat people well. I want you to treat people with respect. I want you to treat people like human beings. And I want you to think about, right now in your life, those people that you would consider some type of enemy. I want you to consider those people in your life that wish harm on you. The people in your life that want you to fail, the people in your life that are mean and hateful to you, the people that talk about you behind your back, the people that you wouldn't consider friends. And how do you treat them? What do you do you do when they begin to treat you unfairly what do you do when they begin to talk bad about you to other people what do you do when every time that you fail they celebrate how do we treat those people and jesus says to do good to those people so what does that mean what does it mean to do good to those people What does it mean to to truly, truly do good for someone? And we see in, in Romans chapter 12, verses 19 through 21, it says, Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Here's here's the practicality of this. How do we do good to those who hate us? We serve them. If they're in need, and we do what we can to, to meet that need. Whew, man, and that's hard. Man, we're, we're, ta- we're talking about people that are against us. People that don't love us. People that don't like us. People that don't love anything that we do. Man, and their goal sometimes in life is to bring us down and to push us back and to, to hurt us. And Jesus says, hey, love these people. Serve these people. Do good to those who hate you. Now, when they're in need, when they're hungry, feed them. When they're thirsty, give them something to drink. Don't try to take vengeance on them. Don't try to avenge some, some bad that they've done. Leave that to God because He says, hey, that's mine and I will take care of that. So the question then becomes do we trust what God says? Do we trust that God will handle those kind of people? Do we trust that God will handle those kind of situations? Because our actions really answer that question for us. Because if we try to avenge on our own, that's essentially saying, hey God, I know you said you would handle it, but I don't trust you enough to do it, so I'm going to do it myself. Or we could say, hey, you know what? I know that this person is against me. But I also know that God told me to love them, to serve them, and to allow Him to handle the rest. And that's what we're called to do as Jesus followers. And I don't know about you, but anytime somebody preaches on loving your enemies, I always have somebody that pops in my head. So as I was studying this message and just kind of preparing and praying, And people started popping in my head. People that I know that are against me. People that I know don't like me. People that I know want me to fail. People that I know talk about me. I said, am I loving them the way that God has called me to love them? Am I doing good to those who hate me? Actions. Am I showing that with my actions? Because we can go home and we can sit around the table and we can say, yeah, you know what? I don't hate them. I, I love them. That's cool. Are we doing something? Are we showing it? Because it really matters what's in our heart. It really matters what we do in life. Number two, Jesus says this. He said, bless those who curse you. So, one, we have do good to those who hate you, actions, actions. And then he says, bless those who curse you. And these are words. In 1 Peter 3, 9, it says this, Do not repay evil for evil, but on the contrary, bless. For to this you were called, that you may obtain a blessing. Jesus says to, to speak with love. Don't curse people that curse you. Bless people that curse you. That means that we we truly respect not someone's position, not what someone's doing. We respect the fact that they are human beings made in the image of God. We respect the fact that God made them the same way that he made us. That God wants them to be united to himself just like he wants us to be united to himself. How do we speak about people? And if we truly want to love, we have to keep in mind the words that we say, the words that we use, and how we speak to people and about people. And how do we do that as a church? How do you do that as part of the church? Do you speak ill of people? Do you care so much about what other people say that you want to tear them down to make yourself feel better? How are you speaking? Are you speaking love and life and Jesus? Are you speaking curse and doom and evil on people? Man, this doesn't, I don't want you to think that this has to be like to some extreme. This is everyday normal life, normal conversation. What are we saying about people? Do we really believe that people deserve love? Do we really believe that the people that are mean to us, that we shouldn't be mean to them? The people that are talking about us, should we not talk about them in a bad way? Do we believe that? Or are we living it? Man, we tell our kids all the time to be kind. I don't care what people do to you. Be kind to them. Because that's what Jesus wants from us. And it's really easy for us as parents to tell our kids to be kind. But then we're put in situations every single day that we have to live that out as adults. That we have to make the decision, do we truly want to be kind? Do we truly want our words to lift people up, or to encourage, or sometimes to diffuse a situation? Because what our enemies usually want from us, they want to incite some type of anger, some type of engagement, so that then they can have control over our mindset, over our words, over how we act. And sometimes the best thing to do is just to walk away. Sometimes the best thing to do is to say, hey, man, until you can calm down, I don't want to have this conversation. But it's all about representing Jesus. And as Christ followers, that's what we are called to do. And there's going to be people that don't like you. And there's going to be people that we could call enemies in our life. And Jesus knew that. And he says, hey, first of all, I want you to do good to those people. I want you to act the way that I've called you to act. Secondly, I want you to bless those people with your words. Speak life to those people. Don't curse the people that curse you. And then the third thing he says is pray for those who abuse you. And we see Jesus portray this in his own life later in Luke in chapter 23 as he's being crucified for your sins and my sins. As he's being nailed to the cross. This is what he says in Luke 23, verse 34. And Jesus said, Father, Forgive them, for they they know not what they do, and they cast lots. Jesus. He said, hey, I want you to pray for the people who abuse you. Pray for the people who hate you. Pray for the people who despise you. Pray for the people who don't like you. And the people that are crucifying Jesus physically, He says, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. And we have people that talk bad about us that we never want to pray for. We have people that that treat us in a way that we don't want to be treated because we believe and feel and think that we should be treated better than that. And when they don't treat us the way we think, then we write them off and we're done with them. And Jesus says, pray for these people. And not only did He say it, He showed us how to do it. As He's being crucified and nailed to a cross. And He says, hey, forgive them. I know that they're, they're crucifying me. I know that they hate me. I know that they're my enemies. But Father... Forgive them because I know that you want them to come to know you. And that should be our heart as Christ followers, is that even our enemies come to know Jesus. That even the people that despise us come to know Jesus. And this morning, as, as we look into this, and we, we see that Jesus gives us clear instructions on how to love our enemies. To, to do good to those who hate us. To bless those who curse us. And to pray for those who, who abuse us. He says, hey, I want you to act. I want you to use your words. And I want you to pray. And the question that we have to answer this morning is, are we doing this for people that we would consider against us people that we would consider enemies are we praying for them not not a man i pray that i pray that they change their heart because their heart's horrible or i pray that they start treating me better or i pray that they get a flat tire on the way to work not those kind of prayers Are we praying for people to find Jesus? Are we praying that people's hearts are forever changed the same way that our hearts were? Or do we truly believe that they don't deserve it? Or do we believe that God's not powerful enough to change them? Because I've been there in both of those situations where I thought you know what they don't deserve and they just don't deserve Jesus they don't deserve that and they're so mean and they're so hateful and they just they talk so bad about Christianity they talk so bad about Jesus they don't love people they don't deserve it and I've also been in the place where I've said hey those people are so far away from God there's no way that their life will ever change And I've been there. And then I realized something. First of all, that nobody deserves Jesus. That nobody deserves his grace and his mercy and his love. That I didn't either. And then I realized that there's nobody too far from God for God to reach down and bring into himself. And that should be our prayer even for our enemies. And as we as we wrap up this morning, I want to give you I want to give you the reason that we do this. Because Jesus doesn't just tell us to do something just because That's just not the kind of teacher that he was. He always lets us know why we should do something. We don't just love our enemies just because he says to do it, even though that would be good enough. If it was just because Jesus said to do it, it's good enough to do it. Amen? But there's a reason that we do this. And the reason is to display his love to the world. That's the reason that we do it. We see the golden rule here in verse 31. And we we say this a lot. Our our kids know what the golden rule is. And it says this, and as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. So the golden rule is right to do unto others as we would want done unto ourselves. But the godly rule is to display the love of God, the way that he displays it to us. And how did he display his love? And this is one of our principal verses here at Impact. And Romans 5.8 says, But God shows his love for us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. That while we were still enemies of God, he sent his son Jesus to die for us. To take our place, to save us, to bring us to himself while we were enemies of him. He showed us what true love really was. And even when we were against him, he died for us. And even now, in 2021, there are people that are still enemies of the cross. Man, they haven't accepted Jesus. They haven't began to follow after Him. And Jesus is still saying, I love you. I showed you my love by dying. I gave you my love in word through Scripture. And the Spirit is moving and working still to this day. And what are we doing with our enemies? Are we loving them the way that God has called us to? Because the reason that we do it is because it displays God's love to the world. When we can truly love those people, then we, we show the world what God did for us by loving us as enemies. And maybe you don't want to admit this morning that you were an enemy of God, but I'm telling you that you were. I'm going to be honest. We were all at one point in our life enemies of God. And then, through the power of the Holy Spirit drawing us unto God, some of us made the decision to follow after Him. Some of us made the decision to take that next step of faith and say, hey, I want to I wanna live for you. I know I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. I know that, I know that I'm an enemy of the cross of Christ." I know that I care more about myself than I do you, but I want all that to change. I want to begin to lift you up. I want to begin to live for you. I want you to save me. And then we became citizens of heaven. We were no longer enemies of the cross. We were no longer enemies of God, but it wouldn't have been possible if He wouldn't have loved us anyway. So this morning, I want you to know as a Christ follower, if we want to be the church that he's called us to be, if we want to truly be the church beyond the 52, then we have to love even our enemies. We have to display the love of God. We have to truly show God's love to the world, no matter if they're friend or foe. And it doesn't mean that we have to begin a relationship with them or that we have to be okay with the stuff that they do. It means that we allow God to win in the end. It means that we allow God's love to pour out of our life. And we allow God to deal with the situations and the circumstances. It's not up to us anyway to deal with it. We trust in the sovereignty of the Savior. We trust in the one who holds all things in his hands. And this morning, when we leave this place, now we're going to be faced with with the world. We're going to be faced with darkness and we're going to be faced with people that don't like us. And my prayer is that we love them anyway. And we don't do it with a pompous attitude. We don't do it with arrogance. We do it with humility. We do it because God commanded us to do it. But more importantly, we do it because it shows God's love to a world that desperately needs Him. So this morning, as we, as we close, I just want to pray for us this morning. And I, I'm gonna... Thank you for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast. For this and other messages, visit us online at ImpactHarlem.org. In the meantime, you can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it on iTunes, and share it with your friends on social media. Once again, thanks for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast.